All right. Back in the studio. What's up, Nick? What's up, Keith? Oh, dude, I'm so excited for tonight. I always say that every time. Yeah, we're doing another episode on, on a... Well, it was going to be comedians. Yeah. But uh, we decided that we're, we are such big comedy fans that we're going to start dedicating a full episode every month to a specific comedian. Yeah. Just one comedian. Yeah. Because yeah. I, 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 we were going to do uh, Sam Kinison and Steve Martin. Right. And then I started looking at Steve Martin a little bit, and I was like, I, want, I really want to do him as justice. Mm-hmm. I want to do his... Dude, I want to do uh, the due diligence. Yeah, on and, him. And on that note, forgive us, guys. Tonight, like um, I didn't do uh, like a full episode. Yeah, it's it's. We it, thought about more. There's actually a book called uh, Brother Sam. My brother Sam. Or, um, about Sam Kinison. Yeah. So uh, I've got I've got some good stuff. Yeah. I've, I've got some good stuff. But you know, it's. But from uh, now on, just so you know, just so you know, we're gonna start doing an episode in a comic yeah, once a month. Yeah. After. And uh, we're but we're gonna like be buying books. In fact, you bought right. we got one on earlier on a uh, Rob Williams. Oh, yeah. Uh, like which, a which will be four hundred page book. Yeah. Which will be mine next month. And well, we get, a month because well, you're gonna two do months. Steve, yeah. You're yeah. Gonna I'm gonna do, do so. I am gonna do Steve Martin next month, and I'm gonna I'm getting I'm gonna get all my research from uh from his book uh, Born Standing Up. And I love this because you and I are such big stand-up comedians. Yeah, fans. or we're just comedy. I want to do it right. So this is gonna be more. In yeah. the, it's it's gonna be more in the vein of a of a true crime corner. Right. Where right. it's like super research. In, yeah, yeah. You and know, if we it, have to, we'll do two parters. Right. You know, and this one is kind of a starter. Like yeah. it, it's a. Uh, not going to be indicative of like what they're going to be in the long run. Yeah, but you know, it's just it's going to be. Good. I, I was. I hope everybody enjoyed the last one we did on Bill Hicks and dude, and, uh, and uh, yeah. Mitch Hedberg. I personally love. I love that episode. I love doing that. episode. That was my top like three. And like my my big uh, my big disappointment on that episode was there's just not much out there for uh, Mitch Hedberg. Mm. You know, and you were talking about earlier, like yeah. maybe, maybe I should write something about. Maybe him. you should write a book about. <laughs> it. <laughs> So tonight, well, we're gonna do. Uh, or maybe somebody out there listening should write a book on it. Yes, yes. You know, like, and if if you've got the love for it, and like, you got the time. Yeah, you know, both both Nick and I have full time jobs, and yeah, you know, I go to school, and this this is a full time job. Yeah, and this yeah. So we've got a lot going on. Yeah. So tonight we're gonna focus on Sam Kinison. Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna just because I wanted to be able to do a little something. I uh, we're, we're gonna I'm gonna talk about the patron saint of uh, comedians. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so awesome that you did that. That's so cool that you thought of doing yeah. that. Yeah. But like Sam Kinison to me before like we even get started, Sam Kinison was one of those. I keep clicking my pen because I'm like, oh my yeah, god, stop I'm, doing that, man. I'm excited. But uh, like Sam Kinison to me was like one of these uh, comedians that was like, you look at it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh shit, this can be comedy too. Well, I was watching Rogan earlier, and he was t- talking about uh, Kennison a little bit. There was a, he had one, a old Boston comic who was friends with Kennison. He told a, cra- a couple crazy Sam Kennison stories, <laughs> especially about the drug use and everything. Oh, dude, <laughs> talk about a partier, dude. Dude, there was uh, also there was a little bit of a story. I'll, I'll, you know, what the hell we're talking about Sam Kennison? Yeah, I'll get it beforehand. But um, apparently, like he was like, uh, he went to his friend, and he was just like, or his friend was saying, like, he's like. He he apparently went to they went to a strip club and he told all these strippers like hey do you want to make more money tonight than you're making in a month so he got like six seven strippers come back oh to shit. the hotel and and he went he went to his friend and he's like he's like dude like you don't want any part of this like you're married oh and it, if you do if you're involved in this like you'll you can never go back like this will change your life type shit like you don't want it part of this. So he leaves and he's like, okay. And he comes in the next morning to this hotel room and he's like, there's blood everywhere. Like, it's like everything's broken. Like, the place is just a disaster. He's like, I've never seen like it since. And he didn't like it since. And it's just like, and then he's like, there's like a couple people in there or something. Like, and he was just like, he never found out what happened. <laughs> but these people just look like they, they had gone through hell. Right, right. And that was Sam Kinison. Like, that's th- there's stories that's... about him like doing blow and. Dude. I, I, another story he had was a. Uh, 
was about how uh like it was like a like a bunch of football players wanted to meet him and so they like brought him a little baggie of coke and he's like, oh yeah, we want you know, we want to do some coke with you. And he's just like, that's not it. And he's like, that's fucking oh, shit. Oh, or no, what he did oh. was, they, they, no, what they did was they put up, they put a little bit of this baggie on the on the um on a table, and and Sam Kansas just walked up and just blew it away. <laughs> and he just gets this huge fucking bag of coke and just lays it out oh. and does this huge line. And he's like, all right, like uh, you pussies, are gonna finish the rest of this now. <laughs> you pussies are gonna yeah, finish the rest. Pussies. Of it. <laughs> yeah, you pussies are gonna that's finish. That's how much the rest coke of he would do, though. Dude, I know. Apparently, Mark Marin. Uh, was a was a door guy at the comedy store, and you know everyone knows who Mark Maron is now. Huge com- uh, like a uh, comedian, a very well known podcast. Well, he, he even actually interviewed uh, Barack Obama. Yeah, and he, like, he's on the show. Uh, oh, what is that? Uh, Mark Maron, The Glow, which I love. Oh, okay. Um, but anyway, he uh, apparently he used to do a bunch of coke with Sam Kinison and. And it, he he did it for that like a year. Literally makes me go. <laughs> yeah, he did, he he hung out with him for like a year, and apparently like. Mark Marin said he, he started hearing voices. I believe it. And he actually had to move away and get clean, and he had to re-examine his life because he did he Hanging out so with hard. Sam Carrison. Uh, Sam Carrison. What did I say? <laughs> Sorry. Hanging out with Sam Kinison. It fucked him up so much that he had to do that. Because well, Sam Kinison, like, not really... Most people cannot hold You couldn't camera. hang, dude. You couldn't hang. He was a rock star comic, though. Well, like, definitely. Uh, I, the one story that I saw that I thought was really cool, like, he was... It was actually one of his stories. Where he's uh, talking about, like, you know, it's after a show. I probably it, should have brought these up after you talked about them. It's, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> but it's, it's after a show, and they're all, like, all partying and, and hanging. Mm. And they're like, we're out of alcohol. Yeah. And this guy's like, uh, okay. Oh, I heard this one. Yeah, he's like, um, we're out of alcohol. He's like, well, it's, it was in a Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. You know, so, like, everything, you know, I'm going to have to drive for, like, t- two hours to get alcohol and come back. Yeah. Ken- Kennison is like... I've got a brilliant idea. Yeah. I'm going to order two limos and make sure they're fully stocked. Yeah. And when they get here, like I forget I, I can't give his exact delivery. Nobody yeah. could. Yeah. But like when the when the limo showed up, mm-hmm. he's like, "We just want your booze. We're not going anywhere. <laughs> We're not going anywhere. We just want your booze." <laughs> so, that's pretty smart though. Man. Yeah, so like Sam Kennison is one of those uh, characters. He was a professional uh, professional partier, definitely. Yes, exactly. So without further ado, I'm going to start off with a yeah. clip Start start off with a clip of uh um the the actual um uh, sermon of <laughs> Sam Carrison. <laughs> Sam Carrison. Working well, today. Saying that. Brace yourselves. I'm not kidding. Please welcome <laughs> Sam Kinison. There's still time to call the church and call all this off. (laughs) I know a lot of you come here, you watch TV, you wait every night for somebody to come on here and give you an answer for your lives, waiting for someone that'll come and say, hey, this is it. I don't have to settle for defeat anymore. I can rise up out of my routine. I can get a hold of myself. I don't have to lose. I can win. There's something inside me that's not going to let me go down anymore. But I'm not the guy. (laughs) No, I don't have any answers for you. But I can tell you about one thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. You think you're safe, huh? You people over here, you think you're safe? Do you think you're safe? <laughs> the, and I love Sam Kennison's fucking delivery. 
Like the, the he, I'm gonna get into a little bit about that actually. Oh, he had piece. amazing delivery, man. Yeah, th- that piece right there. But uh, just to start off with, uh, Sam Kennison was born in Yakima, Washington. Yakima. Yakima. Yeah, I have a friend who lives in Yakima. Yakima, Washington, December eighth, nineteen fifty-three. Which is, you know, there's not a lot of comedians that really came out of that area. Actually, I looked looked into that. It's kind of you think of any great uh, Washington comics. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) His uh his parents were Mary Florence. Watch, there probably is like one that like uh, they're gonna be like oh fuck off. Yeah. But uh, his uh his mother was Mary Florence and his dad was Samuel Senior Kennison. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, the thing is, is his dad his dad was a Pentecostal preacher. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so like you you have and Kennison didn't start off this way. Like he, I always thought Kennison was from the South. Honestly, well, he, he would kind of because you think you think Pentecostal preacher, like fire and brimstone type guy. You think of the South? Yeah, yeah. Well, I actually have that exact phrase written down: mm. fire and brimstone. Mm-hmm. But uh, at the age of uh, three months old, they moved to Peoria, Illinois, and that's kind of where his dad starts to actually, um, what's the word? Uh, I'm drawing a blank. Yeah. He he starts preaching at a bunch of churches all over. He's a, he becomes an evangelist. Oh, okay. Like he's like all yeah. o- all over the country, like doing, like oh no, the mm. lo- the Lord is gonna come down. You know. Like, oh hallelujah! Uh, yeah, hallelujah! You're like <laughs> the Lord has healed. You know, like praise so, Jesus. Yeah. So that was a lot of his upbringing, and like I personally kind of grew up in that type of environment, mm. and and then you rebel. Yeah, you know, like so. You re- I never really rebelled. It was more like I don't want to fucking go to church, mom. Like, stop making me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm I'm gonna get into that in just a little bit, but you know, like in uh, myself in particular, I grew up in it with a Irish preacher grandfather. Yeah, and like my dad could tell you stories for days. No, I know. Like, it's like, oh my god. But like when that's when that's crammed down your throat, that's dude. You you get the hell out of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but his, like I said, his dad pastored a bunch of churches, mm-hmm. and he had actually three different. He had three brothers; two were older, two were younger. Okay. So, out of the three, or out of the four brothers, it went Richard, Bill, Sam, Kevin. Okay. That was the age. Yeah. So he, they, you know, think about, think about having four little boys. You know, like having like different age oh, ranges. Just, dude, are you fucking kidding me? You like it. It was out of well, like Sam. <laughs> Sam always looked up to Bill, mm-hmm. which was like he was actually younger than him, which is kind of interesting. Mm. He kind of always looked how up. Did, to how does Jesus? How did his, I'm saying Jesus. <laughs> Jesus? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. But how did? <laughs> but I wonder how like their mom fucking dealt with that shit. Well, that, you, that you were raising four boys and it had, a, had like a fucking fire and brimstone preacher for a husband. Exactly. It that moved. Well, also being the kids, gee, oh, that, fuck. That, that moved around. Jesus, the, Jesus, <laughs> that, that moved around the country all the time. Yeah, Didn't, like literally moved around the country all the time because he was an evangelist. Yeah. Like he would do like the tent shit. Ah, so, you know, like that's, the, revi- the revival shows. Yeah, and that's where. You, that's where you get a weird upbringing, dude. Yeah, you dude. get a weird upbringing there. Mm. So at the the age of three years old, uh, Sam uh, Sam was actually hit by a truck. Oh shit! And it, the thing is, he had a huge head trauma, and his entire family said it changed his personality. I heard I've heard this story before. Yeah, actually, so, so, Rogan has uh, told it. Yeah, so about it, how he was he he uh, yeah after he got hit by a car. I didn't know he was three. Yeah, three but years old. But after he got hit by a car, his personality completely changed, and he, he, could, had, and he had no fear. Yeah, exactly. He was he was just like, whatever. Dude. But you hear those stories. Like, uh, I remember I, I was listening to Rogan, and, and, and uh, Dave Foley was on. Mm-hmm. And he talked about how he got, I know exactly I, I all of a sudden about. gotten head trauma. Like he, they uh, call it CTE. 
he got hit hit by a car or something. Yeah, it's and called he, CTE. And he, and he used to suffer from um, from depression. Actually, CTE is something completely different. Well, it's, um, well, I've got some on that. It's it's way. something like football players get. Yeah, but that actually can lead you to suicide. Well, yeah, well, it's like it's, it's from Chris, repeated Chris hits ben, the head. Chris Benoit was a, a uh, yeah. I'm not gonna. But anyway, um, but yeah, Dave Foley he got he had uh, head trauma and he had a, he had lifelong depression. Yeah, and he got he had that happen to him with uh, head trauma and it completely got rid of his depression. That's crazy, right? It's weird. Not I'm not gonna say right now. We do not. Emphasis, you know, we do not support the fact that, like, do not go out and get a, a head injury so you can cure something. Yeah, well, it doesn't I, work that way. I, I personally, myself, had severe head trauma when mm. I when I was about seven. Mm. You know those uh, metal um, uh, like horse swings that you push back and forth. Yeah. And you get. I fucking got hit in the head so hard it fucking threw me back in the air. I went vertical. Shit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I got hit by a tire swing when I was well, like uh, well, two I've or no- three years old. Well, I've noticed. Sen- I still have a scar to this day above my I eye. Do, I do too. Over here. Shit. Yeah. Well, I noticed with me it actually um, I have an ang- I have an anxiety issue, which I didn't yeah. have before that. But whatever. Yeah. I'm gonna keep going. But yeah, we just wanted to bring up that point. Yeah. Head trauma. Fuck head trauma. So uh, <laughs> the the next thing is unless it helps you like Kimison. Right. It created a career. Mm. But uh, so into his teenage years, he like started acting out. At the age of 16, he stole a fucking Mustang with his brothers. Shit. <laughs> like he stole a fucking. They talk about. Okay. He was a crazy motherfucker. Yeah, man. dude. He did not have, like you said, no fear. He had no, no fear. No fear. None. He stole a Mustang, went on a joyride, got in a bunch of trouble. Mm-hmm. And he got caught. And his dad's like, you know what? You're going to fucking Bible school. Ooh. Yeah, like you're going to Bible school. You're going to be a preacher. Mm. And he sent him to uh, the, this is how it's spelled. Mm-hmm. P-I-N-C-R-E-S-T. Pencrest? Let me see it. P-I-N-C-R-E-S-T. I'm just gonna be able to read it. Give me a sec. P I N C R E S T. Pinecrest. Yeah. So he went to Pinecrest Bible Training Center. Sorry, I'm not. I need. I need to. I need to you see need it. You'll see it. Yeah. Yeah. If I try to spell out my. So, so he went to Pinecrest Bible Training Center in uh, Yakima. Uh, not Yakima. That's a. That's where he was born. It, it was in New York. Okay. So he actually graduated from that. And actually was a fire and brimstone preacher. How old was he by then? Seventeen. Oh shit. He from the age of seventeen to twenty four, he was mm-hmm. a evangelist preacher. So he wasn't like did he get a traditional like well did he get a high school education or well he would have to have but they he sent him I'm sure that So they, it was like Bible it was like kind of Bible school on top of well, regular I'm, school. He probably went to like a, a, a like a Christian well, well he went to a Christian school, you said pretty much. Yeah, well I'm sure that school Taught both. Yeah, I'm sure that school taught both, and this is like, okay, this is where you have to, you were, this is where you have to go with your education. Yeah, okay, I got it. I, I think, I think I, I'm putting the picture together. <laughs> right. I like to do that. So, like, uh, the big thing is, I want to get into the fire and brimstone because that's actually what translated into his style. Mm. You know, like, like the opening clip that I played, like that. It was a that was his first actual appearance on David Letterman. Yeah. So like that was his first time on TV. He came out and said, "Oh, and uh, and uh, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying." Like, is, is it kind of unrelated, but somewhat related? Is uh, he was going to be on the Today Show, and he, I guess his mom was there, and he's with the same comedian uh, friend. Um, and yeah, he's supposed to go on that day, and he was just like, apparently, he was just like really nervous, or he didn't want to do it. He was just like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I'm like, uh, I don't want to get up and go and do this." And so they they turn on the TV. And it was the day that uh, the Challenger exploded. Oh shit! Yeah, and he was actually oh, making. Oh shit! What's fucked up is he was making jokes about it like later that day. Oh, that's Sam Kennison. Yeah, 
That's Sam Kennison. But yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna have to point that out. <laughs> well, the the next thing I want to get into is because of like the evan- evangelical style. Mm-hmm. He he developed his like iconic scream that everybody, yeah. everybody knows about. Oh oh oh! Like, yeah, that that's like I remember that video. We oh, watched I know. Earlier? Like that. There's nobody else out there that could be that intense. Oh, totally. There's no other stand-up comedian that could be like telling a joke and then just start screaming. Mm-hmm. And it's just like oh oh. So, but uh, what what I really this is one of the things I'm really happy to get into because yeah. of our last comedian episode, mm. like he uh, he started really doing his circuit mm-hmm. in uh, Houston, Texas, in small like little clubs and so stuff. Wait, like he that. was a so he was a he was a preacher until he was 24. Yeah, and then why did he go to comedy? He he actually I uh, actually was reading a conversation that he wrote down with him and his dad. He's like, this isn't me. Okay, this isn't me. Like this is a a. a I'm uh, uh, I'm I'm fucking Sam Kennison basically yeah. is what it was. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was pretty interesting that like his uh, his dad was basically pushing him to go on the path that he was on. Okay. And Sam was like no this isn't me. Ah. So th- it's it's the I got you know to preface this everything I got most of my material tonight from the biography website mm-hmm. uh, for Sam Kennison. So but, so it was around like maybe 24 25 he 20, started 25 was the very first time that he did like a stand up show. Okay. So, because I, I think it was a, it was a Houston club. I forget. I didn't write so it he down. Mo- yeah, he moved to Texas by then. Yeah, okay. yeah. I, I didn't write it down. It was like a, the, a Houston club that he like did his first like open mic. Mm-hmm. And that's actually where he met Bill Hicks. Yeah. You know, which was kind of cool. I ju- just heard the name of that comedy club earlier, too. I yeah, I, I can't think of what it was. I, I can't think of what it was. Yeah. But uh, he met Bill Hicks and then joined the, the Texas Outlaw Comics with Bill Hicks, Ron Shack, Riley Barbara. There's, there's like 20 of them. I, yeah. literally, I literally just wrote down, et cetera, because they're so Yeah, they were, just, they were known as the, the, the Outlaws. The, the Outlaw, Texas Outlaws. The Texas, the Texas Outlaw Comics. Yeah. So... Um, like Bill Hicks, he made a huge impact on Hicks. Yeah, well, he he's the one who pretty much he influenced Hicks style. Yeah, yeah. That brash, like no holds barred, no right, fear style. Right. He picked. He totally got that from from uh, from Sam Kennison. Right. Well, and then quote to quote Hicks, mm-hmm. he was the first guy I ever saw to go on stage and not in any way ask the audience to like him. Yeah. No. <laughs> and there was a story about how they met. Um, if I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, my butcher this story a little bit. But the way they met was uh, Sam Kinison like jumped off a banister or something, <laughs> and, he had, and he had a pair of panties on his head, <laughs> and he introduced himself to Big, Bill Hicks at that point. He's like, "Hey," and those two became great, really good friends. He's like, "Hey, I'm Sam." <laughs> yeah. Pretty much, that's what happened. <laughs> I believe it. Dude. Yeah. Like, if you've ever seen any Sam Kinison stand up, that makes perfect sense. Oh yeah. Like, what were, I do I'll, remember I'm, the part about him having panties on his head. Though, I'm, I'm going to bet. You know, at the end of the segment, I'm going to play the one thing they were like. Oh yeah. <laughs> But so like they 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 did uh, stand up comedy together in that crew for about three years, and then uh, 1980, uh, Kennison moved to L.A. and actually became a doorman at the comedy store. Yeah. Oh, and and and, and yeah, actually, Bill Hicks and Sam Kennison they had a little bit of a falling out at one point. I didn't see anything about that. That sucks. I know they kind of did. Um, if you go back to my last to Bill Hicks one, I know they they did stop talking for for whatever reason. That sucks. And I'm not sure if they ever became friends again, but they might have. Yeah. Well, Probably it's just know. so cool that. Those two iconic people were friends. Oh yeah, you know that's and really cool. Friends when they, before they were big. Exactly. Oh, and, and you know how much I love Kennison. I know I know how much I love Hicks. Mm-hmm. And it's just so cool. Like when I like saw this like quotage, just like oh, I can't wait to show the snake. Yeah. Like, oh, he probably already knows. <laughs> so, <laughs> like um, 
what would be your favorite um this is like kind of off topic mm-hmm. not not off topic but your favorite uh, what what got you into enjoying stand up comedians that's a hard question, right? I really couldn't say. Yeah, just... for, for me, it was watching Robin Williams. Yeah, but oh, that might be one for me too. Yeah, yeah, just watching his, his, um, his, uh, just, just so being crazy. Mm-hmm. And then you look at like Kennison when he was on Married with Children, mm-hmm. and like he played a ghost on Married with Children, which is kind of that's right after he was on Married with Children. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, get into that later. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. So uh, he, um, he was a doorman at uh, the comedy store for about three years. He was. You got to figure some of those guys. Like I talked about, Mark Marin. Mm-hmm. Like I wonder if they they were. I don't know if they were dormant at the same time. They might have been, M- or maybe been. maybe like Camison just saw him and just became friends. I don't yeah. know the exact. I, this is just a story I heard when I talked oh, about it earlier. Yeah. I don't know the dates or anything like that, but but uh, it seems like guys that they start out as doorman just to kind of get their foot. Well, in like the, uh, I, I mean, it's, uh, it's a little bit pun, but to get their foot in the door. Aubrey Marcus was the doorman. Really? Yeah. That's and you know, we all you they're know, paying their dues. Pretty yeah. Much, exactly. Well, doing. you have to be there, and you have, like you said, put put in your dues. You have to be there. Or pay your dues. It's like it's like um like uh, Rogan always says. It's like it's like sharpening a sword. Mm-hmm. And like every single they day. probably would work, and and you know they like okay they get paid, but they, they at the same time they they probably had some some deal worked out with like the manager was like hey like you know well, I'm, they, I, I'm really doing this because I want to get my I want to want to do an open I want to do an open mic. No, it'd be like, no, can I get like, you know, five minutes before like a bigger comic? Exactly. They probably have something like that worked out. And, and that's so awesome to I, think about. I actually, that's one thing I do, I do want to do one day is an episode on the comedy store. Fuck. Yeah. Good, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to do an episode, like, and separate from comics, but just, just the comedy of, store. Yeah. And We'd think, have to talk about Polly Shore and uh, I forget. Mitzi. Mitzi Shore. Yeah. Yeah. Is that her? Was, I, always, I always hear Mitzi. I think it's Is Mitzi. She's still, I think she died. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But that'd be interesting. Yeah, we'd have to. We'll have to do an episode of that. Separate from comics. Yeah, just the comedy store. Yeah. Simply, like, I love the fact that you and I are both such comedy fans. Yeah. And we've talked about doing a show just about comedians, but we just just don't have the time. We have have so many shows in the works, and it's just, (sighs) oh my God. But I'm going to continue. Yeah. So in uh, 1983, his brother became his manager, mm-hmm. which kind of like opened the door. Like he finally had a manager. Yeah. Finally had somebody like setting up shows for him. Because before in the past, all he did, all he was doing is like showing up at a venue and like, can I, can I do a set? Can mm-hmm. I do, a, can I do a spot? Mm. And so he started doing shows at the comedy store, and Rodney Dangerfield noticed him. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> dude, to ro- for Rodney Dangerfield to notice you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a big deal dude cause he he's uh <laughs> and in the future we'll, we are gonna do an episode of Rodney Dangerfield fuck yeah so in 1984 I wonder if he was wearing pants when he met him <laughs> uh, I would hope man his, his I never knew about that until today about yeah, how he, 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 about he didn't that. like to wear pants like yeah. he'd be around guys and like, his, yeah. his, his Dangerfield would hang out all the time yeah oh but um but uh <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Did you make that up? I, just right now. Oh, nice, dude. That was good. <laughs> so, uh, so Dangerfield gave him his first big break on uh, Rodney Dangerfield's ninth annual Young Comedian Special. Yeah. So that on HBO and HBO, and that's that's where the the first time that all of America got to see Sam Kennison. Yeah. You know, and so that's where he starts like getting his um his steam. Well, that's where uh, well Bill Hicks like he was kind of down in the dumps like. I mean, he was still, was, he was, it, still, was Hicks he, on that show? Yeah, he was still performing. And in fact, that was kind of the break that he needed to get back. Okay. Into, like, cause he, I think he quit drugs by then, but that was the break he needed to like kind of get back into being like a known comic to yeah, the rest yeah, of the country. Yeah. And Brody Danger, Dangerfield did that for him. Hicks was, well, Hicks was like, we talked about this before, yeah. 
but I really liked how intellectual Hicks was. Oh, dude. Yeah, yeah, and like, and Rodney. Uh, We got ourselves a Rita. Oh, we got ourselves a Rita. And like, and I. What you reading for? (laughs) So I'm a fucking Waffle House waitress. Sorry. Oh my god. Yeah. But uh like this is, this is what I like we're doing the comedian episodes. Yeah, we need to make jokes. Or, or tell tell their we, jokes. We just we just love this shit, dude. Yeah, dude. So that um that is a springboard for Kennison to be on on uh, Letterman for the first time. Yeah. Which was the audio I played at the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. That was the very first time Kennison Well Letterman, was, like I, I mentioned that I'm gonna bring up the Hicks episode again, but yeah. but that was where Hicks got his first time because um and Leno was actually the one who got Hicks onto Letterman. What was it? Was they it? say he kinda engineered it, but that was the one thing is if you were more of an edgy brash comic, you went to to Letterman. Oh if you okay. were more like kind of family friendly, like type, You go to Leno. You go to Leno. But if you're funny, you go to Letterman. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. <laughs> we got no love for Jay Leno uh, on this show. No, we don't. Gets, he gets no respect. No gets, respect. No, no respect. Oh, my God. All right. But there's a reason for that. <laughs> Do, we, how many times have we done Rod, Rodney Dangerfield impressions tonight? Uh, but, uh, okay, so. I think it was like the, only the second time. Uh, it was actually like the fourth time for me. <laughs> <laughs> so just like keeping the ball rolling. Yeah. This is where this is where Kennison gets his like big TV like circuit. Yeah. He starts doing all the shows. Starts doing like uh he, this. He's talking about being an an uh, evangelist. Now he, now he is now he is he's a he, comedy evangelist. He's a, he's a televangelist now. <laughs> right. And like and the thing about Ken, about Kennison is his jokes are so they're so like um, not run of the mill. No. There, they you like. I'm gonna. At he the did end- such. Well, you know, that's one thing about the '80s at that time, especially with the Texas comics. Is they did stuff that, like, they did jokes no one had heard before. Right. Well, they, they style no one had ever seen redefi- before. Redefine uh, both of them. Yeah. Be- redefine being a comedian. Completely redefined comedy. Yeah. Like, like, it's like, like Rogan said. Like, I watched a clip on Kennison about Rogan. Yeah. Or Rogan about Kennison. Yeah. And he was like. The first time somebody exposed him to Kennison, mm. it was like like a girl reenacting one of his jokes or whatever. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, this can be comedy too." Oh, actually, it's the oh oh like you're dead and life keeps fucking. You. I'm gonna play that later. Yeah, <laughs> that's gonna be your outro <laughs> to this one. Yeah, so like the, this is where he starts getting his just climb to popularity. Yeah, this is where he starts getting money. This is where he starts developing a coke problem. And you know, like this, like he's. Uh, I wouldn't even call it a problem. I'd, it's I'm a, trying to think of a bigger word than a problem. It's a it coke was, lifestyle. Yeah, he had a coke lifestyle because <laughs> he did so much coke. <laughs> like he was, dude. If, At least he never got into heroin. Oh, no, thank God, dude. We would have lost him a lot earlier. Probably. Yeah, but yeah, I didn't. Well, he didn't even die of coke, though. You know, it wasn't even his fault that yeah. his passing. I'm, I'm going to get to that. He probably would have eventually, though. Yeah. <laughs> the way he lived. So at, at this point, he starts selling out shows. Yeah. Just fucking selling out shows, like arenas. Mm-hmm. Selling out fucking like 5,000 seat arenas. Yeah. Just to see Sam Kennison, the guy in the trench coat and a flat cap. Mm-hmm. You know, like that was fucking amazing. You know, like it was. This was and you have good nights and bad nights too. Well, he would bomb. Yeah, he would bomb a lot. But he, he wouldn't give a shit either. Because he didn't fucking care. No, <laughs> he didn't fucking care. He's like, I, I got your money, so fuck off. I already got your money. Yeah. So at the, he actually gets married three fucking times. Really? He gets married three, three fucking times. He's not a very good looking guy. And either. I actually wrote down my favorite joke about him getting married. Mm-hmm. So this is after his second marriage. I this was like one of my favorite jokes. Because like when I saw it the very first time, they actually had a guy on stage that did a rim shot. Mm-hmm. Says if I ever get married again, 
I want a guy with drums to do a rim shot during the vows. <laughs> That's pretty. Well, I like fun. how he did. The, like he showed me a video earlier where he like <laughs> he went over into the audience and he's like, "Oh, do you ever want to get married?" He's like, "Yeah, I mean, one day." Look it's at like, this face. He's like, "Look at this face," and he just starts like, ah, 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 ah. and he's like, "Just imagine that next time you think about getting married." Right, remember this every face. day. Remember this face. <laughs> Which I'm sure there are a lot of guys out there. Be like, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So my next favorite joke I wrote down about him goes to my next topic. Mm. I was actually thinking about this. Mm-hmm. So my next favorite joke from him is there's no happy ending to cocaine. You either die, go to jail, or run out. Oh. <laughs> so the that I'm, I'm curious how much I, I would I honestly wonder how much money a day he was spending on coke. Dude, who fucking knows? Who fucking knows? But uh. Cocaine was a huge. We can't talk about Sam Kennis, Sam Kennison without really getting into his life, mm-hmm. without bringing this topic up. Yeah, we just can't. Yeah. So uh, cocaine was a huge problem for him. Mm-hmm. It, like it was like just like it was li- his life. He actually went to jail almost thirteen times in the, in the late eighties. Yeah, just for possession. Do you think he's more known maybe now for being a partier than he was a comedian? I I was exposed to him when I was about ten years old, yeah. because of his, his extremeness. Yeah, that's his, what, well. That's what I, when you think of Sam Kennison, you think of like the screaming and, it, ah, ah. and being crazy and yeah. And just, we have to we just have being to play. Nuts. We have to play his scream before we we have to do that. Like at some point in the show. Well, I'm sure that, like I'm sure it's some like you play some joke and he'll be yeah. screaming in it. So he did. Because he was always known for like just like the timing and, and like his, his and delivery he would just, start telling the joke and he would start getting louder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, so he uh, went to jail several times, and his career started to drop off because he was in jail. Mm-hmm. He just wasn't doing shows. And then uh, his big comeback was uh, Rodney Dangerfield personally gave him a role in the movie Back to School. Oh yeah, yeah. He played he played Doctor Turgenson. Turgeson. Okay. Uh, I've only seen the movie like once. Yeah. Uh-huh. He he was that that was like his getting back into the field like yeah that getting, wasn't Ronnie Dangerfield like actually started acting yeah I think actually Dangerfield's first movie was Caddyshack it was yeah and that was like you know mid eighties yeah yeah and no respect even sorry. though he'd been uh, doing yeah. comedy since like what like the sixties maybe I think the fifties yeah I think I think I think but they, da- when we do the Dangerfield he only episode did, he only did a, he only he didn't do much acting though no nah, well it's like the only movie like, it was the only movie started Back to School is like the only one I can the think only of thing two movies I can think but of he was, was old Back to School and Caddyshack yeah, and he was old and Back to School yeah yeah he was <laughs> I only have memories those, of, those eyes oh and you know he did that movie uh, that animated movie Rover Dangerfield <laughs> yeah good times <laughs> and actually the, I think the dog had the same eyes he did it was oh, a little crazy God. like wide eyed <laughs> anyway, well, continue. Well, continue. Back, back to school is a fun movie, though. Yeah, we're not doing an episode on Dangerfield. Not yet. Not anyway. yet. Not yet. So, uh, Kennison like started building steam back up, like mm. doing shows again. So he actually decided to record a rock album. Did that you, makes sense. Did you know that he was that he was an accomplished guitar player? No, I didn't. Yeah, he he was a legit guitar player. Huh? Yeah, like he was he was his big thing was hair metal. Oh, uh, like, that he, makes sense. Actually, he was big into hair metal. So he recorded. I can totally see him opening up for like Motley Crue. So uh, <laughs> he, he he recorded a, an album called "Have You Seen Me Lately." On the album itself, on the album itself, mm-hmm. it had Rodney Dangerfield, yeah. Bon Jovi, <laughs> the entirety of Aerosmith, Damn. Slash, and Tommy Lee. Damn! Just on the album itself. Just on the album itself. And this is all music. Yeah, just a, it was just a fucking rock album. What was he doing? Just singing? He was playing the guitar. He was just playing guitar. Yeah, yeah. 
And how cool Fuck. is that, dude? That's pretty dope. How I didn't cool, know that about him. Yeah, how cool is that? Like, he literally put out a rock album to where fucking Tommy Lee was playing his drums. Mm. Dude, like... You know, People like, don't give... Uh, I, I mean, they kind of do, but I, Tommy Lee... Uh, I fuck, dude. He's one of those I, drummers that like you hear about. And Tommy you, you only think legit. about him like you only, you only a lot of times. Most people only think they hear Tommy Lee. They think, oh, him and Pam Anderson. It's like, dude, you got Motley Crue. It's like you got you got to give his talent some fucking yeah. respect. He was a good. He used to play drums upside down oh, yeah. in a metal cage. Yeah, dude, come on. Yeah, <laughs> dude, come on. And he's a badass. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like I, I, I like. Yeah, I'm a Motley Crue fan. Yeah. Period. Maybe that's one we should do. Like, you talked about doing an episode about bands. Well, he, Motley Crue's going to be on my metal episode. Oh, okay. So, yeah. You might have to we'll, get we'll it. Tease co- it. You might we'll have tease to it. read the dirt. Well, I've seen the dirt, too. Oh, well, yeah. We're, we're going to get to that a little bit yeah, later, okay. actually. Okay. We're, we're going to talk about that later. So, uh, after after his uh, rock album came out, he, like, gained popularity again. Him and Howard Stern got in a fight. <laughs> yeah. Like, the Howard's, like, because he would l- routinely call into Howard Stern and talk shit to him. But Howard Stern. That's would, fine with me. Howard Stern's just always been like, kind of like, eh. Well, like the the big one is that uh, Bobcat Goldwit was on. Well, he's a shock jock. That's all he is. Like Howard Stern, to me, has just never really impressed me that right, much. Right. Because we're not. I, shock I know. Jocks. I know. I'm talking a little bit of shit about Howard Stern, but yeah. But uh, the, I, I feel like there's you know a hundred other guys could really do what he does. Yeah. I mean. Well, the big thing was uh, Bobcat Goldwit was on. I think Bobcat Goldwit would be a better host than uh, Howard Stern. Fuck yeah. I'm sorry. I'm gonna. I'm talking shit about Howard Stern. That's happening. Well, let me finish the story real quick. Bobcat Goldwit was on Howard Stern. Sam Kennison calls in and starts talking shit to fucking Bobcat Goldwit. Oh. Which the two of them are friends though. Okay. So like Bobcat Goldwit and oh, by the way, Bobcat is a great director. He's fucking awesome. He's a really good director. Did you know he does a, a big? He did a Bigfoot documentary. I think I heard that. Yeah, yeah. He did a really good movie with Robin Williams too. Yeah. Called uh, the Father of the Year, I think. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, you're right. Really good. Yeah, really good. But you know, there was this whole fucking thing back and forth between um, Howard Stern and Sam Kennison. Mm-hmm. They ended up making up, and it was it. Yeah. I feel like it was like a publicity thing. Oh, probably. I, like, that wasn't that wasn't the time Howard Stern was kind of really making his mark. Yeah, too. like in the reading, it felt like it was like publicity. Yeah. So after that, uh, Bon Jovi asked Kennison to be in one of his music videos, where oh. Ken- where Kennison actually ends up on the album playing the guitar for the yeah, song. Yeah, I think I remember. It's that. called Bad Medicine. Yeah, I think I remember seeing him on that a little bit. Yeah, like he, uh, he basically Bon Jovi because they were homeboys. Yeah. So he's like, "Why don't you come play guitar? Mm. Come play guitar on this, dude." Fuck yeah. 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 Well, it's like uh, Steve Ray Vaughan on a on a Back Bowie to, album. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he he played guitar on Less Dance. Yeah. So then in uh, 1992, uh, Sam meets a uh, meets a girl named Michaela, and they get married, mm. and they end up going. They, you know, they court and whatever, and like, oh, let's get married. <laughs> yeah. So they end up getting married, and they go to Hawaii. Six days after their honeymoon, Sam is. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. This is. Uh, this, uh, this is. I have this written out. Just because, go, go through it, dude. Like so, six days after their honeymoon, Sam is back. He's on his way to a sold out show in Lofington, Nevada, on Route 95, and. Mm-hmm. And at that point, he's in Needles, California. Mm-hmm. His car was struck head-on by a truck driven by a 17-year-old Tony Pearson who had been drinking. Oh, God. Yeah. So, like, Sam was on his way to a sold-out show in Nevada. Mm-hmm. You know, like, just got married. Six days. Been married for six days. Yeah. And, like, dude, come on. That's heavy, dude. That's heavy. Yeah. But, uh, like, he didn't die instantaneously. Oh, 
spoiler alert, he passes. But uh, the, his brother shows up at the scene, finds him in a car, they get into a van, mm-hmm. and they're driving, and his brother's holding his hand, and Sam's final words is, I don't want to die. Uh. <sighs> but So he passes. Sadly, he passes. He didn't even get an ambulance? No, they took him in a van. Because it was it was there already, like the van was there already, and like let's oh, go, let's go to the hospital. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, but uh, in uh, 1992, well, uh, what did he, what did he die from exactly? Uh, blunt force trauma. Uh, so he was just kind of bleeding out in his car. Mm, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. So yeah, um, let me look at the exact date here. Ew. I'm sure he was still doing a lot of drugs too at that well, point. Oh, I'm sure he? that had a little bit to do with it. I'm sure, yeah. It, yeah. I don't know. Let me. Well, no, but it was a truck driver that hit him. It wasn't. No, it yeah. was a kid driving a truck. Yeah. So he uh, he was buried uh, August tenth, nineteen ninety two, in Memorial Park, Tulsa, Oklahoma. So that's uh, that's my abridged. Dude, this is really weird. I'm gonna say this right now, but um, so uh, I'm doing the painter saint of comedy. In the next segment, mm-hmm. um, he actually died on August tenth. That's fucking. That's fucking insane, dude. <laughs> That's like funny. you said, August tenth. I was like, and I'm pretty. I'm, I'm pretty sure I don't have it in front of me right now. But yeah, August tenth was the day he died, and that, that's actually uh, the feast day of uh, of the pain, uh, of the saint I'm going to talk about. Yeah. So that's, that's fucking crazy, that, though. That's my that's a hell of a coincidence, dude. That's that's my outpouring of love. and the fact that Kinnison was a, yeah. was a preacher. Yeah. Sorry. That that's my outpouring of respect to who Kennison was. I hope you guys yeah. enjoyed what I put together. That was great, man. Yeah, yeah like that's uh, there's n- never will be another comedian like him. No. And uh, yeah, that's some some Sam Sam Kennison. Damn, dude. <laughs> you kind of brought, well. I feel I actually like feel a little brought down now. Like after you said I, I will let Talkman and die. Huh? Well, I didn't. You know, though, it's like that just tells me how good how good a story you kind of told me. Well, I really appreciate yeah. that. I really yeah, appreciate dude. that. Was, I've always I remember being like ten years old mm. and seeing him like doing his routines, like oh oh oh. <laughs> you know? yeah. So, and so uh, finishing up the 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 story of Sam Kennison, I really mm. love that you guys listened to this, and I, I hope you enjoyed it. By the way, I hope yeah, everyone out there enjoyed it. it. He was one of those comics that. I really grew up with, mm-hmm. you know, so I wanted to, this is one of my favorite sets from him. Yeah. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy. Here we go. I read the paper. They said that a group of homosexual necrophiliacs have <laughs> been going around to mortuaries offering them money to let them come in at night and spend a couple hours undisturbed with the freshest male corpse. <laughs> I wasn't trying to sell this as a fucking home game, all right? <laughs> it's a story I read, folks. <laughs> Jesus Christ, give me a chance to do some journalistic reporting here, will ya? <laughs> I felt the same way. I read this thing and went, oh, oh! There there is. Is. oh thanks for the visual! <laughs> hey, I felt sorry for these corpses, man. I mean, you'd think death would be bad enough, wouldn't you? I mean, the one thing that scares the shit out of everybody is death. You don't want to think about it. You don't joke about it. You put it out of your mind. But you figure if you faced it, that's it. What could be worse than fucking death? You figure, I got past death. I mean, you hated it, but at least you lived through it. You know, you got by it and all that shit. I about sorry for these corpses, because I know these guys were laying out on slabs. They're in there going, well, well life was tough, and uh, that was pretty hard to live up to. And, uh, 
I have I faced death, and I'm glad I went through it. And uh, well, I'm just I'm, now I'm ready to spend eternity in heaven, be with Jesus, and rock of ages. Hey, hey, what's this shit? Oh, I don't believe this. There's a guy's dick in my ass. Oh, you mean life keeps fucking you in the ass even after you're dead? Oh, never ends. It never ends. Oh, <laughs> and thank you guys. That was oh, that was some Jesus, Sam man. Jesus. Jesus. I hope you guys enjoyed that. <laughs> oh, oh. See, you even, I told you it would come up at some point. What's that? This is a dick in my ass. A dick in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. So, uh, do you oh. do you want to do uh, the stay in history? Oh, do you want to do that first, or what? What, we, what you watching? Oh, we can do either one. We always do what you watching first. All right. Yeah, let's you go. Start? Um. The one thing I really got this week, uh, well, I watched a little bit of Black Lightning today, but Black I, Lightning's good. Was, it was more in the background just because I was doing some research. Um, but then the only other thing I really watched was like I watched a, a little bit of a Bond movie, which I didn't even finish. It had Christopher Walken in it. As oh villain, yeah, which one? Um, which one was that? Uh, I can't remember. Okay, those dude. I've been watching. So many, I've been watching so many James Bond movies lately. They just kind of blend together. <laughs> um. And then the other one, the other one I watched, and we're yeah, since we kind of alluded that we we uh, we were gonna talk about this, was uh, I watched the dirt. Oh, dude! About Molly Crew. I loved that because I, I'm a I, I was Crue talking fan. to one girl I work with because I was like, oh, I really loved it, and then she was like, I fucking like I had to turn it off like halfway through, like it was so fucking stupid. Well, it's because she's not a fan of. And the also, band. like another complaint I heard was like they kind of uh, they make these guys out to just be victims or like they're all good guys and like. Yeah, they were not. <laughs> they were not. I mean, Vince Neil killed the guy. Yeah, he only spent nineteen days in jail. Yeah, I, re- I always remember that from Airheads, <laughs> the movie Airheads, which is a, a totally underrated classic. Dude, love Steve me Buscemi, um, Brendan Fraser, Sam, what was it? What Adam was it? Sandler, what was the name Lemmy the... was in it. What was the name of their band in that movie? The Lone Rangers. You actually, you just made me think of something so funny. I was actually thinking about Lemmy today because I was yeah. thinking about like the history of metal. Oh, yeah. I was thinking about. Um, uh, well, air, airheads. And yeah. they're, like, they're like, what's uh, who would want to fight, Lemmy or God? Like, uh, trick question. Lemmy is God. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Lemmy, eh, God. Eh. Trick, trick question. question. <laughs> Lemmy is God. Yeah. What were you saying? I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but uh, oh yeah, where was I going with this? You, you cut me uh, off, I man. Derailed you. You totally derailed me. You, well, we were talking about the dirt. But but you know what? I I actually I enjoyed the dirt more than I did. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody because I li- I liked the fact that it, it and in fact they wanted this to be this way because well, they, 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 they actually they wrote it well, they wrote it they well the the book uh, Nikki Six and and yeah. I think the manager wrote or another guy wrote but um the movie was like they they they, they could have got it done years ago but they want but I think the companies that wanted to do it they want to do a really sanitized version and mm. Nikki Six was like no we don't want this to be sanitized we, we want, want to show to like the real. bad yeah and it, it it I mean definitely showed those guys like oh they were kind of victims a little bit. Um, I mean, even though they kind of really weren't, well, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to like say one one way or another because Nikki Six had some fucked up shit happen. Dude, in his childhood. yeah, yeah. Um, but one thing I did like about the movie was the fact that it it did like show the the kind of CD like, hey, we're gonna show like all the sex, drugs, and rock and roll because <laughs> those guys were like huge fucking partiers. And I love the scene they had with Ozzy. Oh, dude, and they're drinking the pee. And even Ozzy yeah. was like, yeah, that shit happened. Yeah, that we did that. Uh, <laughs> But then, you know, Tommy Lee was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, I shouldn't have fucked that girl. <laughs> um, 
I love how it was narrated by them individually. Yeah, exactly. And and I want to I want to point this out because I don't think we've had a chance to debate this on the show. Was I I did enjoy it more than Bohemian Rhapsody because because the dirt was not at all sanitized. No. And Bohemian Rhapsody was super sanitized to me, and it, it made Freddie Mercury out to be a victim. I would and have it, to agree. And I just I and, and I'm not discounting the movie. Like it was a decent movie, but I enjoyed the dirt more. more. I did too. And I, did too. I and I well I enjoy Motley Crue more to be yeah. perfectly honest. Oh, Perfectly well, honest. I kind of like them both equally a little bit. I, I would say I'd like Queen a little bit more. Well, I'm a metal guy, I can guy, listen dude. to more Queen than I could Motley I'm a, Crue. I'm a, I'm a metal guy. But I can definitely enjoy Motley Crue, especially for hair bands. Like, they're one of the more the hair bands I can definitely tolerate a lot more. Yeah, yeah. Thinking about Poison. Well, well I'm Nikki Six wrote, wrote, he's the main songwriter. Yes, he was, um, yeah. But I just enjoy that portrayal more. And, like, and I, I yeah, I'm going to say about yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody is like, well, I, feel, cool. I feel it was like super, I felt like that movie was just so overrated. Yeah, well, it was good because here's the thing: like, you and make yeah, it, Freddie Mercury, I'm sure, did a lot of fucked up shit too. But well, they, and that was actually that was one thing. I know I'm gonna, I'm cutting you off. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. You're fine. But uh, Sasha Baron Cohen was gonna play Freddie Mercury originally. Oh, that would have been awesome. And he, but he wanted to do a version where it wasn't sanitized and sh- and show like the real bad shit and just would have been show good. like the real aspect of the band. He would have been. And good. the band was like, no, we don't want to do that. Like, you need to kind of deify Freddie Mercury. You make a. You are making my point that I was just about to make. Okay. To like okay, so f- because of Freddie Mercury died in such a tragic way, mm-hmm. nobody wants to look at him in a dark light. Yeah, you know. So, but the thing is, is like the, that's what the movie The Dirt did mm-hmm. was like okay, like we we were it abandoned. Make th- it didn't make them to be villains though. Well, we were abandoned in the eighties, and mm-hmm. shit, shit was kind of fucked. Yeah, <laughs> you know, what I mean, shit was kind of fucked. Yeah, You're like there's no way that my that, big, my biggest complaint with the movie though is I honestly. It was just too short for me. I would have loved to seen that as a series for the. Dirt. I think it would have made a really interesting. Yeah. Oh, I think dude, it would have made too. a really interesting series, I, like I a, remember, like a good like six part mini series. I yeah. think it would have been fucking awesome. I remember at the end of the movie, it's like fuck, it's over. Yeah, I know. Fuck me too. Because <laughs> they just like a, they just went through like huge swaths, you know. No, that's a sign of a good movie. Yeah, that's a sign of a good movie. And because that's just how much I enjoyed it, I was like, wow, I wish that would have been longer. Right. Well, I enjoyed every minute yeah. of it. I, I think it. they could have, and I think Netflix would have like, yeah, do a mini series. And yeah. you, know, you know who directed it? Hmm. Jeff Termain. Really? Who did? Who is known for Jackass? Yeah. Yeah. And apparently, well, he was a huge. He's a huge Motley Crue fan, and they that's went to awesome. him. and They're like, they're like, eh, I don't think we should have you. And they he talked them into like let him do it. That's awesome. And. uh Apparently, well, Steve O is a huge Motley Crue fan too. Well, he met them when he was like fourteen. Uh, he actually snuck into their show. Well, no, what he did was no, he, he was a, he called in. No, what he did was he found out Motley Crue was going to be in town, and he called a, like the hotel, he called every hotel in town. That's right. That's and right. he knew like who to ask for. And the guy he got he got one of the guys on the phone. And he was like, "How the hell did you get this number?" He talked about that on Joe. And Rogan. He's like, "Well," and he told him what happened. And he's like, "All right," and he's like, "That's pretty fucking awesome." Like, I'm giving you like two tickets tonight. Yeah, like yeah. and backstage. Passes I've heard that story. Everything. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that story. Like shout out to Steve O for doing yeah, that, man. It's pretty badass. <laughs> that's fucking badass. So we, yeah, I guess we talk about Molly Crew for a little while. Yeah, so yeah, that's fine. So uh, the the things that I've been watching lately was uh, last night I watched two movies that I really enjoyed. Mm. One was an old school movie that I've watched a bunch. One was a movie that I've never seen before. Okay. The one I'm going to start off with is the one that I've never seen before. It was mm-hmm. Black Snake Moan. Okay, yeah, I've seen that. I've never seen, I haven't that, seen that in a long time, though. It was a good movie, dude. Yeah, I love Samuel L. Jackson. Though. Yeah, well, I'll, great. I'll watch anything. Samuel Christina Ricci is just fucking hot as shit. Dude, dude. Like, a big part of that movie was just her being half naked. Yeah, I, I think that the was the whole movie. You know, but, you know, it had a kind of an interesting kind of story. It was a cool movie. Yeah, yeah I enjoyed it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. It, it. Like, at the very end of it, like, it's kind of cool. She was, like, sex starved, like, 
something. She, she was a harlot. Oh, okay. Is what she, she was a call. harlot. This is what she would say. Okay. That's how I don't you, remember much of that movie. It's been so many years. Uh, that's, how, that's how you would, you know, <laughs> she would fuck anybody in front of her. Uh, but, you know, I thought it was a good movie. I thought it was done well. Yeah. But uh, the other one, the other movie that I watched, uh, it was one of my all-time favorite movies of, of, of ever. I even mm-hmm. have the fucking novel, mm-hmm. The Running Man. Oh yeah, yeah. I, did. I, I watched that last yeah. night. Who loves you, and who do you love? <laughs> like, oh no, uh, that was actually I think uh, Stephen King wrote that under Richard Bachman, I believe. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I I remember I, there's another one called like The Long Walk. Yeah. That was, and I read that one. It was actually very similar. It was kind of a lot it's similar kind of to the Hunger of, Games. Yeah. Um, but except well, they were it's, walking. It, it's the same kind of idea. Yeah. That's somewhat I, with the longest walk. I think it was more like they volunteered for. A, okay. Well, I think it was like if if you made it all the way to the end, they might have been picked though too. Well, that's why I'm saying I, it's, it's been a while since I've read the book, but I really I really enjoyed the book, and I really do wish somebody would take that and make it into a movie. Yeah. And, and you ever hear like Stephen King has this thing where uh, any uh, filmmaker like coming up, like if they want to option like uh, one of his books, you just have to give them a dollar. <laughs> I've never yeah, if you're like an independent filmmaker who's just trying to like do something, like they, you just want to make a, a film with his work, you have to. He has like this dollar. They, this program where like you just give him a dollar and you can do it. Speaking of which, have you seen the fucking trailer for it? It chapter two. No, I didn't know that was oh. out. I must have, dude. Oh, Did that <laughs> yeah. just came out today. Uh, like two days ago. I didn't see that. Yeah, dude. I don't think it did. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Uh, maybe I missed it. Hundred percent. All right. It, it's it fucking looks. I don't dope. think it came out. But I, yeah. I think I would have caught it. The, the trail. It's, it's not out. The trailer is out. Yeah. No, I don't think. No. I promise. I, I kind of don't believe. Well, you. I'll show you after. the I'm show. really good about that. I'll show stuff. you after the show tonight. All right. Maybe I'll show you after. All right. I'll show you after the show. I'm not going to you. <laughs> the the next. Because I'm probably right. The, no, you're not. I why would <laughs> I wouldn't make this up? Why okay. Would, okay. Why would I make this up and say I'm going to show you as soon as we're done? So, but uh, the next thing I want to talk. Well, about, you know, you can show me when we go on a break. Okay. The next thing I want to talk about is uh, the new uh, Bill and Ted. Mm. I forget what the movie's going to be called. Oh, it's like the last uh, something. I, or, I forgot the name of what they're going to do it, but yeah, they they saw the announcement video they put out. Yeah, last they, week. they brought back Jeremy. They're finally going to do it. They brought. Uh, not, uh, They've been trying to do it for a few years. They brought back Jeremy Irons' death, and not not Jeremy Irons. Um, I didn't see that part. Yeah, it's they. The they're guy, bringing death back. The guy that br- played death and uh-huh. the la- they brought him back. Huh. And yeah, I've seen some like. Some... Well, there's not a trailer out for it. No, no, no. Well, they didn't start filming yet, but no, I think no. they finally announced like they finally got the funding to do it. Yeah, that's. Gonna it's be supposed a... to be like a Christmas Carol, they say. Cool. Like cool. in a way, because it's like they have to go back in time and figure out what they did wrong or something in their lives. I don't know. Uh, it's it's called like the final. Because no- I think it was called the final note. I well, think it's something like I don't, that. Well, the whole something thing was like, like they were. The, I guess the premise is supposed to be like they, they, they like you know became a big band after after a bogus journey. Yeah. And then like the, and they were supposed to like their music was supposed to save the world, but they just never got there. Yeah. So it's like them going. I think them going out of the, back into their past God's, to find out why they did never do God that or why made they didn't. Rock and roll. Yeah, you know, it's a Kiss song, right? I do know that. Do, yeah. Who are you talking to? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I do love that song. Though. That <laughs> yeah. is probably the honestly like, I'm not a big fan of Kiss. But I will say that is a great fucking song. It is. It is. So the the last thing that I want to hit on for what I've been watching, which is my inspiration for one of our episodes, mm. I've been watching a documentary series called The Evolution of Metal. Oh. So that's, What's it on? It's uh, I've actually been watching it on YouTube. Really? Yeah. They literally start off with like the 50s, mm-hmm. 60s, 70s. And the really cool thing that they do for this show in particular, they have like a graphic. Mm-hmm. It's like a bracket 
of like, okay, this metal fits over here. Okay. This metal fits over here. This metal influenced this. This metal influenced this. Mm-hmm. And like, like I cannot wait to do this episode of uh, the. Yeah, we're gonna do it. Uh, not next, the first week. Not next week or the the week after. Oh, we're gonna, okay. I, uh, think, so. I, I can't see the calendar from here. No, we're doing in like three weeks. <laughs> yeah, that, I'm really because anybody that knows me personally is I am a heavy metal fan. Like the yeah. the heavier the better. So like yeah, three weeks. Yeah, so my genre that I love, which would be called hardcore or extreme, like there's just a lot leading up to that. You mm-hmm. know, like you got like uh, Venom, you got uh, Motley Crue. Not whatever. to not to get into it, but who was a who was a band in the fifties who was doing metal? Well, that's that's the thing is it wasn't metal then. It, uh. It's a progression of what was not acceptable. Oh, okay. You know, like it's you know like. Um, you know, you have like swing music, and then mm-hmm. like Elvis comes out, and he's like swinging his hips back and forth, and like, yeah. oh, this is unacceptable. And the origin of the metal voice mm-hmm. comes from Norwegian Norwegian folklore of driving off evil spirits. That's where you get the metal growl, Ooh. like that. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. get I'm gonna get all, right. all into that. That's like gonna oh, a, we, we, it's yeah. gonna be a whole episode. I'm sure everybody who came in here to watch who listened to Sam Kennis is probably gone. Oh, I doubt that, man. Don't be so fucking negative. <laughs> I just like to joke about Don't it. Don't be so fucking <laughs> negative. So yeah, um, that's it. Nope. So uh, the famous birthdays today. Oh, famous birthdays. Mm-hmm. Do you have any idea? You got a guess? I've got no clue. Man. Nathan Fillion. Oh, nice. Yeah, Nathan Fillion. Firefly. Yeah, he, he was uh, born in 1972. Mm. And then uh, this day in history, finally, mm-hmm. this day in history, 1998, the FDA approves Viagra. <laughs> it was 1998. Yeah, yeah, 1998. It was, wasn't that long ago. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's only it's still only been a little over. Damn, 20 I was like years. 12 years old. So it's only been a, a little over 20 years that we've got to have dick pills. <laughs> no, I was 14. I was 14. It's not been that long since we got to have dick pills. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Yeah. You got anything? Anything else? Oh, no, that's it, man. All right, so uh, we'll get in our next segment now. This. It'll be a real quick one. This is gonna be a short episode for us, actually. Dude, but I just want to actually. Be... We're at fifty-three minutes, man. That amazes me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're, just because I wanted to throw something in for the rest of this episode, and I always find I think it's like throwing the kind of religious stuff in there, even though I'm not religious whatsoever. But I'm gonna do uh, the patron saint of uh, comedians. So his name was a uh, Saint Lawrence. That's so cool that you found that, dude. Yeah. That well, I started so cool. I, at first. I tried to find angels, and then I just couldn't find anything. But then I looked up saints, and I found one. Which I do want to get into doing saints eventually. We have, we have so many different things I want to oh, do. Dude. It's crazy. Well, I'm I'm loving doing uh, a, a regular show of comedians. Because, oh yeah, because we're such big fans of comedy. Oh, definitely, dude, without a doubt. So um, so Saint Lawrence, he was the patron patron saint of comedians, or so is the patron saint of comedians. Um, also of uh, archivists and librarians, chefs and cooks. What? And the poor. What? Yeah. That's fucking awesome. Because yeah. I'm all of those. Oh, I know. I'm actually all of what you just said. You, yeah, you actually. I actually point. am so, all of what you just said. So yeah, I'll have to show you that picture of Saint Lawrence. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. Oh, and you wanted to point out that you were wrong. Uh, I was way wrong. Yeah. About uh, it. So uh, if you guys were listening a little bit uh, prior, I was like, so like, oh, dude, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right. They, uh, there was the video that I saw for it, chapter two, was fan made. Yeah. I got fooled. And always, Nick was always un- trust me, dude. Nick was unwavered. Yeah, unwavered. I usually get my shit right, <laughs> especially when it comes to Stephen Sorry King. Sorry to sound so vain, but no, yeah. especially, yeah, especially, oh, especially when it comes to Stephen King. Yeah. So anyway, uh, <laughs> to get back to Saint Lawrence, continue. He was born on uh, December thirty first, uh, 
225 AD in Spain. Um, and uh, actually, no, never, I'm going to get to that later. Um, <laughs> and died on August 10th, 258 AD in Rome. He was 32. I was about to ask. And I was like, and I knew I got that right. Uh, so, so his feast day is August 10th. And like I said, like we were saying before, really? Sam Kinison died on August 10th. Whoa, 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 well, yeah. whoa. Well, like I was saying, that was just a, that was such a crazy coincidence. We need to, to start having a barbecue on August 10th. I we, need, so. we need to start doing that. <laughs> You're going to remember this on August 10th? I'm sure I will. Yeah, I'm sure you won't. Oh, fuck <laughs> off. Go ahead. So um, uh, one thing I wanted to get into is, is we talk about feast days for certain saints. Or I think we've talked about it before, mm-hmm. and I want and I just kind of never really knew what it was. I was thinking like, oh, it's the day you eat, right? But no, actually, the word feast in this context does not mean a large meal. Typically, uh, yeah, it's, I'm sorry. The word feast in this context does not mean a large meal. Typically, a celebratory one, but instead an annual religious celebration, a day dedicated to a particular saint. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's what that's what I found interesting because I always you know you hear oh it's feast day it's like yeah. oh, are we supposed to eat? So the system arose from er, from the early Christian custom of commemorating each martyr annually on the date of his or her death or birth into heaven. So a date uh, I therefore like that. I like that birth into heaven. Yeah, like a that. date therefore referred to in Latin as the martyr's dies natalis, day of birth. Uh, Oh, cool! Yeah, I wanted to throw that in because I just thought it was interesting. And when you hear, yeah, because you, you do hear about saints, it's like yeah. their feast day, or even um, you, I think angels have the same thing. I'm not sure. I Maybe don't, I don't know about that. I can't remember. We've done, <laughs> we've done a few episodes. On yeah, yeah. Too. Well, it's been a topic that we continually. It's where we we're mixing uh Sam Kinison with, <laughs> with a saint. Well, dude, come on, Saint Kinison, man. Yeah, saint Kinison, yeah. yeah. Let's make that a thing, Saint Kinison. Yeah, we need to get a big Sam Sam Kinison picture on the wall. Okay, <laughs> and just just for proclaiming, oh 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 oh, oh. no, silently though. Got to raise the plane. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. raising a beer to Sam Kinison. <laughs> so uh, Lawrence encountered the future Pope Sixtus II, who was on a who was of Greek origin and was one of the most famous and highly esteemed teachers in Zaragoza, Spain. And what's cool about that is my dad was born in Zaragoza. That's cool. My dad was well. He was, my dad's. I want to say my dad's American, and my both his parents were German, but um, they were they were stationed in uh, Zaragoza, Spain, mm-hmm. when he was born, in uh, 1961. And I actually, I passed through Zaragoza uh, about six years ago. And you're going to talk was, about that, in a, and which I am so, going to talk about that yes. in two weeks. Um, yes. We're going to do an episode. I'm looking on, forward to yeah, that, and I'm not going to give it away yet. Yeah, I want to talk uh, about it. Um, so anyway, eventually both left Spain for Rome. And when Sixtus became Pope in uh, 257, he ordained Lawrence as a deacon. And I know we had that argument about deacons, but yes, I'm not going to talk about it now. <laughs> That's on our St. Patrick episode. Uh, yes, it is. It's funny we keep talking we keep talking about like, oh, on this episode, this episode. Well, this that's episode. that's awesome that we have a library now. We do. We, we have a library about. now. Beer drink. Mm. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, get a little sipping. So, um, so uh, sorry. <laughs> I guess you where I was at. So, um, yeah, he, he ordained Lawrence as a deacon, and though Lawrence was still young, appointed him first among the seven deacons who served in the patriarchal church. He is therefore called Archdeacon of Rome. Okay. Yeah. A position of great trust that included the care of the treasury and the riches of the church and the distribution of aims to the indigent. Indigent. Yeah. Yeah. Or alms. I think it's actually, yeah, it says alms. I well, I've, heard, I've never heard the word alms before. 
Alms, alms, alms means like um, um, handing out stuff. Like, okay. Like alms for the poor, alms for the poor. Okay. I'm glad you were able to add that. To I you. do. Yeah, I do. I know. I actually know that. It's nice. It's, it's like uh, if uh, if if you were say you were to volunteer your time, mm-hmm. your time would be alms. Yeah. This was at a time. Um. You know, in the two two fifty. The two fifties, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> that so. were uh, the church was uh, not very, uh, very popular. No, no, they were still kind of a fringe. Yeah, like cultists. Well, everything back that that time was pagan, and pagan is a mm-hmm. very broad sweeping. And even term. Rome was still pagan yeah. at the time. Uh, pagan is a broad sweeping term that actually means it's actually falls under the what you call polytheism. Okay. To where there's more than one god. Yeah, you think of oh, well, a Greek or Roman gods. Yeah, it's polytheism or Greek gods. The Roman, yeah. Roman has a god. Yep. Oh. Well, Roman was polythe poly, okay. polytheistic. Yeah. So you know, like you got Zeus. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking that those are Greek gods, though. Well, what I'm trying to get at is gods. Like at that point, like with polytheism, he's like you had a god for thunder, you yeah. had a god for the sun, yeah. you had a god for the. And then when it, their... when it came to Catholicism, they just made those into angels. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so anyway, to get back to it, uh, so uh, Saint Cyprian, or uh, that's, that's the way I have it spelled, Bishop of Carthage notes that Roman authorities had established a norm according to the to to which all Christians who had been denounced must be executed and their goods confiscated by the Fuck. imperial treasury. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking intense. And I don't know. I I don't. I'm thinking that Saint Cyprian. It's it's. It, I put it. I have it down as St. So I'm I'm guessing Saint. Okay. Uh, Bishop of Carthage, which might have meant something different at the time, Bishop. Um. But I don't. I'm not sure. So <laughs> I know this is kind of bad. I'm just no, going. Just with continue this. with your. Yeah, reading. I know. I'm stopping on it. Yeah, you're so fine. at the beginning of uh, August, uh, two fifty eight, the Emperor uh, Valerian issued an edict that all bishops, priests, and deacons should immediately be put to death. Fuck, yeah. dude. And Pope Sixtus II was captured on August 2nd, 258, at the cemetery <laughs> the of fuck thing Saint... Is we're, fuck thing is we're talking about the saint of comedy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, you're going to find out why. <laughs> Go ahead. So Pope Sixtus II was captured on August 6th, 258, at the cemetery of St. Uh, Calixtus, I want to say, while celebrating the uh, liturgy and ex- executed forthwith. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Fort with. Yeah, I'm getting this from Wikipedia, by it's the way. It's all good. It's all good. Keep it going, bro. Well, a little bit of Wikipedia and another, actually from a religious website. I forgot, I forgot the name of the exact website I have it on. In fact, I should just find that right now. Um, it's, so, just, it's just cool that we put time to to uh, find these uh, topics and oh, like, yeah. bring these to people. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry like, I'm like kind of skipping. It's and, all and good, everything. man. It's all good. You know, it's it's funny because we talk about our like our second half of our show is usually when we're kind of fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to be. Uh, well, you're not. You're just like you. Oh, it's uh, from uh, Franciscan Media is the name of the website. Franciscan Media. Franciscan Media. A non. Uh, let's see. I'm looking at what it says at the top. I wish a nonprofit you, I w- ministry I, of the Franciscan Friars. I wish you guys on the internet could see from my perspective. Nick's behind the mic with his headphones on and his face lit up by a laptop. <laughs> I wish you guys could see that. Yeah, thanks. Continue. So uh, a well-known legend has persisted from earliest times. As deacon in Rome, Lawrence was charged with the responsibility for the material goods of the church and the distribution of alms to the poor. Alms to yeah. the poor. I actually yeah, so, I said that earlier. Because I'm kind of mixing this with Wikipedia and, and, the, and, yeah. the, and the website I just mentioned. So when Lawrence uh, knew he would be arrested like the Pope, 
He sought out the poor widows and orphans of Rome and gave them all the money he had on hand, selling even the sacred vessels of the altar to increase the sum. Oh, shit. And actually, I do believe that the uh, the Pope was actually the first one to get executed. Really? Yeah. I don't think he was Pope. Yeah, he wasn't Pope for very long. There's all kinds of crazy things with popes too. You you actually had like anti popes well, when was, there were two popes at the same time. And well, it's, it's kind of crazy. People were able to buy the pope position. It was kind of crazy how much you and I get into religion because we're not. We always, one, we always preface that we're not religious. Neither, at all. neither one of us. Well, I personally identify as a Buddhist, but whatever. But the thing is, it's like neither one of us are religious. I did a whole walk through Spain that was religious. Dude, walk. I cannot wait to hear for this. Yeah, and yeah, I'm I mean, not religious. Yeah, yeah. Continue, continue. Um, for those that don't know what that is, it's yeah, you're Santiago. Gonna, you're you're going to talk about that yeah. on a completely, on an episode completely dedicated to that. Mm. I'm excited. But continue. So uh, when the prefect of Rome heard of this, he uh, imagined that the Christians had, had must have had considerable treasure. <laughs> he, he sent for Lawrence and said, you Christians say we are cruel to you, but that is not what I have in mind. I am told that, that your priests offer in gold that the sacred blood is received in silver cups, that you have golden candlesticks at your evening services. Now your doctrine says you must render to Caesar what what is his. Bring these treasures. The, the emperor needs them to maintain his forces. God does, does not cause money to be, con, to be counted. He brought none of it into the world with him, only words. Give me the money, therefore, and be rich in words. Fuck, dude. He's trying to make an excuse for just like, hey, you guys have money? Like, yeah. Fucking give it to me. Bring it over. And you know, he'd be like, oh, Caesar, like, oh, I'm bringing all this money. It's like, you know, yeah. that guy's probably taking like a bunch of it Well, himself. that's where you get into monet- monetizing a metal, which is gold. Yeah. You know, like that's monetizing something that people didn't do that before. Mm. Do, you get what I'm, do you get what I'm saying? No, I totally get what you're saying. So like where I'm kind of coming from this is like, so this, uh, what, what's, his, what's his name again? Uh, what? The the Saint Lawrence. Saint Lawrence. Yeah. Like it's it's a very interesting thing is because before from what we were talking about and what what you had on online there mm-hmm. is that it's people didn't really monetize stuff before. That's kind of what I'm getting there. Yeah. Like well it's from what you were saying is like give me your gold. Well, the the Romans did because they wanted to keep fighting their wars. The the church was more at the time like trying to help people. Okay. Okay. Um, it was, and like they had things, but it was more like, it was more like kind of used for their services. Right. Okay. Um, there's one thing, um, I'll mention, yeah, as part of, a you know, uh, St. James, uh, there's a cathedral in, uh, well, it's St. Uh, Santi- Santiago de Compostela, or, uh, yeah, Santiago de Compostela, the city. And there's a, there's a cathedral there. Well, and, there and there's a giant, Saint, giant Saint, statue. Saint, is that St. James Cathedral? Uh, I don't know the exact name of the cathedral. So even though I was there. Sorry. Um, but it might, it could be St. James Cathedral, actually. You're probably right. Um, I think it is. Yeah. And actually, I want to shout out. We have a lot of some, listeners. We some, have a lot of listeners in Spain. Sometimes I'm right. And so I want to say <laughs> I absolutely love Spain. Yes. Um, and, yes. And I'm getting this wrong. Um, I'm sorry. But uh, that cathedral, they have this giant, like, kind of stat, the, the, like statue of, like, St. James in gold. Okay. Totally in gold. It's been years since that's I've seen That's amazing it. to think about that much gold. But that's what the church did. They kind of had those... Uh, those like statues and everything they they used they dif- definitely like there were those times with the church like later on in the years with the Catholic Church that they were very opulent and and you actually would even see that in the nowadays uh, except for like really lat- the Pope we currently have where he, they were very opulent and be like 
I'm going to show off like this wealth we have with all this jewelry and these amazing fabrics and I look at how like how much money I have type thing. And that's one thing I love about the new Pope, the, the, the Pope we have right now is like he's very like of the people. Right. right. I, think actually, I think he actually pissed off a lot of religious people too. <laughs> oh, fuck off then. Because he's a very progressive Pope. <laughs> but anyway, it's about, uh, but, it's about time. but yeah, I think in the church at the time, um, because they were still trying to get established, what they did have, they would use like probably for their services or maybe to decorate their churches. And it was probably a way, honestly, to gain more followers too. It's like, oh, right. look what they have. But they weren't rich. And at the time, the priests and the Pope were, I'm sure they were not rich people by any means. And they didn't have much influence over other people. Well, the Pope probably. I'm just doing hearsay. I'm, I'm just trying to, yeah, we I'm guessing at we, this time. We weren't there. We weren't um, there. Yeah. But that's, you know, you asked me a question. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to answer it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got in you. A, in a logical way. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so Lawrence replied, uh, like to get back into everything. <laughs> so Lawrence replied to th- that the church was indeed rich. I will show you a, you a valuable part, but give me time to set everything in order and make an inventory. After three days, he gathered a great number of, of blind, lame, maimed, leprous, orphaned, and widowed persons and put them in rows. When the prefect arrived, Lawrence simply said, these are the treasure of the church. Wow. That's awesome. To hear yeah, that. dude. When Whoa. would you ever hear that in a church now? In dude, any church. Yeah. These, like, uh, like, this is the treasure we have. Of This is the treasure of the church. It's, what it's church would you see that in at all? Dude, like when you said that, like I'm sure you could see it from across the table. Like I had yeah. a smile. I was like, whoa. You know, like that was at a time when I could actually like completely respect that the church. Right, right. Like that. Because they actually did give a shit about the people. Well, that was But they're still very much uh, in, ingrained with the ter- with the teachings of Jesus. Well, like what you were And they just... did believe in what he had to preach. And nowadays it's just used as such a fucking excuse. It's, yeah, dude. And like what you were just saying was uh, what it is is the treasure is the people. Mm-hmm. You know, like no matter how sick they are, yeah. Like, you see, like, you see when, televangelists now that like fucking they need a they they have a two G they need a five G like fucking uh, right fucking plane right right fuck those guys fuck those guys because that's not what it's all about. And like yeah. uh, one of the things that you those said, guys are just predators, man. Predators. I fucking perfectly. I really I really have no sympathy for those guys whatsoever. No. Well, like I it, hope they end up in hell and just like, yeah. Oh, which I'm gonna get to like <laughs> the way that this guy died, or it, it like I hope that like they end up in that same situation for the next fucking million years. Well, one of the things you said that like that I really wanted to, I really want to touch on what you just said mm-hmm. was a uh, leprosis yeah. Pe- people with leprosy. Yeah, like they were not judging these people. No, they were like this. This is our treasure. Yeah. Like these people that follow us. Doesn't matter how yeah. sick you are. And they had they had things that you know that at the time it would be considered like they have stuff, mm-hmm. and they have like riches and like gold or silver or whatever. But they used it for, I think, means that like they used it for good things. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Oh, well, I'm going to die, and all these other people are going to die. Like, I might as well try to enrich the lives of these other people." Yeah. And you see people who are rich. They're like, "Oh, I'm just going to take this shit to the grave." Yeah, or it, like it I don't, would. I don't want this. I don't want. Well, they were like, I don't want this money to end up in the hands of the Roman emperor well, it's just or like, the empire because they're just going to use it to wage war. And that's not what we believe in. Well, it's just like pharaohs being buried with their servants. Yeah, and it's it's basically the same concept. It's crazy how we're getting into this right now. It's fucking nuts, dude. <laughs> Sorry, I, not, I did not think this would go this way. Sorry, <laughs> but it's kind of well. It's it's so strange we're going from talking about Sam Kinison to, to going pharaohs. Into, this feels like two two different episodes, man. It's fucking nuts. <laughs> 
<laughs> this is how we roll. This though. is how we roll. Um, so, so to just finish off the whole thing with uh, Saint Lawrence. So, so the uh, prefect uh, was so angry he told Lawrence that he would indeed have his wish to die. Oh my god! But it would be by by uh, by inches. <laughs> he would have a great gridiron prepared with coals beneath it and had Lawrence's body placed on it. And for those who know what a gridiron is, it pretty much like think of like a like well you think when you hear gridiron you think of a football field yeah. for Americans and it's pretty much just a kind of a grid like pattern like laid out like um like think of like a rectangle and then just put a bunch of uh, lines through it like uh how would you describe this like a wire like a wire rack pretty much it's like a it's like a grill yeah it's pretty much a grill oh, yeah except it's like crisscrossed and yeah. it's got squares yeah, well, and then you, like you mentioned with uh, like the football thing, a gridiron. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that actually got. Brought well, he over. when you see a picture of Lawrence, um, he's usually depicted with a gridiron because mm-hmm. that's just why he's, that's why he he's, I, he's I known think for I, that's the way he died. Well, and I'm not a football guy, mm-hmm. but maybe maybe this is my speculation. Mm-hmm. Maybe it got brought over into football because a gridiron is something that's hard to get across. Maybe it's hard as something. Maybe, maybe. maybe it's maybe. hard. Maybe. I don't know. Well, I'm sure at the time when it was created, too, football was very, had a lot of very religious people. Well, that. Who go, it, you know, church going guys. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's it's definitely possible. Well, who knows? That's interesting. Knows? So, um, <clears throat> so after the martyr and uh, the martyr had suffered the pain for, long, for a long time, the legend concludes he made his famous cheerful remark. So I'm gonna. Uh, there are two different ones. So I found one uh, like one on Wikipedia and one on uh, the other site. Uh, let's see, I want to. I want to make sure I tell the other site real quick. So the Fran- Franciscan Media. So uh, the first one uh, from Franciscan Media is, is is what he said was it is well done. Turn me over. <laughs> it's comedy. And from Wikipedia, uh, and what's what's most famously quoted as he says, or I'm well done on this side. Turn me over. <laughs> yeah. Didn't have as much impact as I hoped to. Well, it's comedy, though, dude. Yeah. It, that's comedy. It's like, I'm well done on this side. Turn me over. Yeah, you got to think, this guy was getting fucking well, cooked alive. Well, it, seem, it seems like that's a throwback to, like, stick a fork in me, I'm done. Oh, I'm sure that's exactly where it was taken uh, yeah. from. Yeah. So, this thing, yeah, think of that. Like, but that, that, but that's why he's pretty much known as the patron saint of comedy. <laughs> There's another guy... Um, Who's also known as being like a, a saint of a saint of comedians, but I didn't want to I didn't want to use him because it's more considered legend. Okay. Um, I should just find try to find him real quick. But yeah, like I said, I, I didn't want to use him because of that very reason. I was like, I I, I read a little bit and it was like ah, this guy's like it's it's a legend, and I wanted to kind of deal with a guy who was more real, right? Because right. I like to find the real like kind of guy. Well, I, I honestly think it kind of like stick a fork in me, I'm done. I honestly think that's kind of a throwback to that actual thing you just said. Yeah? yeah. Think, oh, totally. Think, think, think about that. You know, like... Stick... Oh, uh, his name was uh, Gen- Genesius. Genesius. How's it Genesius. spelled? G-E-N-E-S-I-U-S. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Concerned the patron saint of actors, lawyers, baristas, clowns. Comedians, converts, dancers, people with epilepsy, oh. musicians, printers, stenographers, and victims of torture. That's fucking... And his feast day is August 25th. That's pretty broad. That's yeah. pretty fucking broad. Yeah, but I just... I, like I said, I wanted to do St. Lawrence instead. Well, that, I, I'm glad you did, though. Yeah. 
So that's what I got. Yeah, yeah. Well, dude, <laughs> I think I think that um, I think we we did. A we good need to, I think we need to get a portrait of Saint Lawrence in the studio now. <laughs> right. So yeah, we have Saint Gabriel in the studio. Yeah, like I'm gonna uh, find. Thanks to place. thanks to Megan for bringing that in. Oh yeah. Well, well, uh, well. Gabriel is the patron saint of a uh, uh, broadcasting uh, broadca- uh, broadcasters. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and I actually looked into what that specifically means. Mm-hmm. It actually means getting your voice across the country. It's not actually really. Not, yeah, it's not actually like oh, we do it all across the world. Yeah, it's, it's like not, I said again. Uh, big ups to people in Spain who listen to us. Yes, Thank yes, you yes. so much. I'm really looking forward. I to, love your country, by the way. Yeah. And I'm really looking forward to the episode that you're going to put together yeah, for that. St. Lawrence, by the way. Dope. Sorry, I had to show a picture of St. Lawrence. Dope. You're interested to look him up. Yeah. Um, like I said, he's he is a lot of times depicted with a uh, with the gridiron. That and uh, it looked like a standing cross is what they call it. Um, standing cross. Yeah, he does. Yeah. But uh, it, yeah. it's kind of funny how like we talk about it all the time we're not religious, but we come up with so much shit from our material. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Oh, Oh, that's a good picture. Yeah, Yeah, I know. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I want to get a book on saints. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, saints, and we, because we did angels and demons. Yeah. We did a lot for that. We got that for reference. We have a, we have a big passion for continuing these uh, comedian episodes. Oh, that's, this is going to be a staple from now on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Next, uh, next month, uh, we're going to put together. uh, Well, I'm doing Steve Martin. Steve Martin. And I'm going to, yeah. I got to read the book and do and write a lot down for that. After after that, for me, I'm going to do Robin Williams. Mm -hmm. And we're going to just going to go from there. I think that's going to be like, uh, we. I think I'm going to do Chevy Chase after that. Nice. And then probably you do. Right at Dangerfield. <laughs> we got the next four months already. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we got like, the next four months of shows. Like uh, we were, like, we would love to do this honestly uh, on a weekly basis. Yeah, um, yeah, but it's just it's too much. Like and more than once we've tried to like come up with like okay this is going to be like a monthly thing that we mm-hmm. do mm-hmm. like the angels and demons and a couple other things that but the one that I think is going to stick is the comedians definitely yeah so no, i want this to yeah because this is something that we love yeah so but yeah um thank you guys for listening to this episode tonight yeah you want to tell me what we're doing next week what are we doing next week oh <laughs> we're doing uh shazam and captain marvel Sh- next week. Sh- yeah <laughs> wow we're, we're going <laughs> yeah we're dude we're going so that's one thing i love about this show is we go so broad yeah uh, we don't contain ourselves n- next week we're going to do uh shazam and captain marvel mm-hmm. and the reason i decided to put those two characters together is because in their creation mm-hmm. there was a lawyer dispute over the name captain marvel true because captain shazam was originally called captain marvel mm-hmm. So that that's gonna be fun for me to put together, yeah. and then after that, I'm gonna do the history of metal. Yeah, you know, so it's gonna be good times. Yeah, it's gonna we got be a lot time. going on. Yeah, we got a lot. This ne- well, this uh, this next week we or this next month mm-hmm. we've tried to make it a little bit more streamlined, simply because Nick and I we need a little bit of a break. Well, our work has been taxing. Yes, I'll just put it that way. Yeah. Work in school. Yeah, so uh, we're trying to do stuff. We're trying to do topics that are gonna be. Uh, the best that we can put out for you guys with the limited time that we have. <laughs> and that's the best way to put it. Yeah. So So you got anything else you want to add to that? No, tonight? brother. We, we did a lot. <laughs> yeah, do we? I, I still can't believe we did Sam Candison into a fucking saint. Yes, that's right. <laughs> and that again, Nick, thank you for always being here in the studio oh, yeah. with us. Yeah, yeah. So uh let's let's uh let's do it, man. Yeah. Nerdy, Nerdy bones. bones. And, and we're, we're out. out.